podcast for no reason. Today we'll be discussing season four, episode two, Leela's Homeworld. My name is Michelle Burlingame. With me are Tommy Roulette. Hey, how's it going? And Pete Woodward. That's me. Joining us today is returning pal Zachariah Durr. Hi, Zachariah. Hi. Nice to have you back. And as far as I know, there were no uh, murders broadcast on Facebook today that might take you away from us prematurely. So hopefully you can stick around for the whole episode. Oh, yeah, that, I forgot about that. Not today. Yeah, that was the one time I've ever been called away late at night to work on something was the night that I was here. Um, and for the listener, if you live in America, you might remember the Facebook murderer, the person who killed one person streaming on Facebook and suddenly everyone acted as though Jack the Ripper was back and there yeah. was just was hundreds of block. people slaughtered on Facebook, but people went nuts for it. So I had to make uh, videos for it the night they caught him. I, you know, starting off on a super down note, as I was thinking about that today, I'm like, I don't remember any of the names involved in that horrible mess. And you'd think like, oh, this is a really terrible incident in human history. Nope. I, like it just in one ear, out the other, no retention other than sort of the thing and on you go. Like, I mean, to be fair, not to be too downer about it, but it was like all the other murders that happened in Cleveland, but this one was on Facebook. Well, true. So you could like it. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I just have to send my hearts and thumbs up in the mail. Yeah, just with your, your thoughts and prayers. But this one you could mm -hmm. like electronically yeah. give it a, a affirmation. Wow. Uh, so on that note... Um, it looked like we had both Bosco and Felix in the intro Didn't jumbo truck like cartoon. <laughs> and then they were in a, like a drawing class. I think but it was a an band animation was studio. Yes. It was. So did they have like studio. funky jazz combos and jazz cigarettes in the animation studios back then? Was that or was that like the dream goal state? I think probably the idea was that we make these kooky animations and a band plays the live music while the animators animate this racist caricature running around <laughs> with a lion playing a flamingo like a trombone. Was that going on? No, in my head it was. Oh, okay. Well, it, I'm may, more creative than Hollywood. <laughs> well, maybe not more creative than 1940s Hollywood, to be fair. It was 1930s Hollywood for even, this. Even more so. You could buy, like, laudanum over the counter back then, I think. <laughs> so these, those guys were zonked. It was just, it, you know, it looked like it was a lot of fun. And I doubt that the uh, Korean sweatshop animation studios they used to make this and other famous uh, cartoon television programs have that same kind of atmosphere. They probably don't have animals playing jazz. No. It, well, if they're in North Korea, they might. Or they may have been, you know, conditioned to believe that that's happening. Mm. Um, I've been... I'm really scanning that. that for racism. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not, it's not a racist thing. It's more about uh, totalitarian psychological warfare and population control. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Don't ask me why. Um, <laughs> Too late? Why is that? Uh, I don't really want to... Yeah, that that's, should be used on our sister podcast, which hasn't been started yet. Um, <laughs> what? Regimes? <laughs> <laughs> Coming, coming this fall to a, a RSS feed near you. Um, I, I so this episode cracked open a lot of the world building. Um, like definitely something that you've hinted at or explicitly told me before, Tom. But here it is. Here's Leela's origin story. Right. Yep. She is not an alien. She's Spoilers. not an alien. 
<laughs> well, I mean, it got spoiled a long time ago, but it was like when. Yeah, you kind of forget when it happens. Yeah. Wait, have you not seen it? Is that the gimmick of the show? Have no, no. I mean, okay, it's I not as. So. In, in all fairness, I may have seen this episode before. I don't remember if I did because it was probably more than a decade ago. Hmm. But um, I just, I can't. I can't retain anything anymore. I just, I, I really kind of exceed my bandwidth at all times, and it, it's making my steel trap mind rust very rapidly. So in a week, I'll forget most of the things in this show, but for now, it's relatively fresh. Um, so we, got, we get to go back to the Orphanarium. Yes. Um, did, and, and they, she's going to get Orphan of the Year, but I was trying to figure out in watching it if, like, did they just rotate that or did he actually have to have some kind of accomplishment you like, did because the, the people up on the wall next to her it was uh all got, the plaques yeah 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 but but i mean some of those accomplishments were dubious and well there probably aren't a whole through. lot of uh quality people coming out of that orphanarium that now speaking of being racist tom i'm just classist. saying that's why there's the people Is that because like the, the guy that ate every mcdonald's sandwich ever often seen in the background of news spots <laughs> <laughs> and successfully switched from heroin to methadone oh, <laughs> they were all good I, I think that was um oh diligent flosser was the other one yeah <laughs> I, are any of you diligent flossers no I mean, I do floss, but not diligently. Zachariah? No. You know what I... A lot of people walk into my bathroom and they get very concerned because I have an X-Acto blade on my sink. Oh, no. And I've gotten a lot of, like, are you okay style. But... I figured out what's better than flossing, which takes way too much time and it makes Taking your gums. your gums with an exacto knife. Gums. <laughs> you, <laughs> if you're an adult with a stable hand, you can put the knife and scrape as a dentist might, scrape the plaque out. You from know what else works teeth. for that? Hmm. Tooth scrapers. Or, or dental is, floss. Like, <laughs> no, floss does not work as well. You can well. buy the, well, what's the, the tools. Why you do I need just... to buy another thing? I already have an exacto knife. Because I don't know. Go ahead and slice your gums up. <laughs> I've been doing it for 20 years now. <laughs> Nary a Nick. I, I think that's like dental patient 101 on the little signs they put up in their, you know, pictogram signs in the offices. Never pick your teeth with anything metal. I mean, and, uh, that's the same as saying like the oh, Q-tip box that is classic like poster. The, the Q-tip <laughs> box is like, don't put these in your ears. Like, no. I, I get it. Yeah. And actually, now that you've brought it up, I'm kind of intrigued because. Well, what is a dentist tools made out of animal bone? Like, those are metal. No, They're but just it's... sticking knives in your mouth, man. You drank the Kool Aid when it came to these dentists. They keep, Where are we in North Korea? They keep trying to sell me on whitening, and I'm like, you clearly don't understand my lifestyle, and the you know, like between. Years of cigarette smoke damage and coffee drank in you know, measured by pots, mm. and then wine and every other horrible thing that I ingest. Like you don't think it could do any good for you? No, I just think it's sort of like I don't need to be vain about it. Like I regularly indulge in things that will stain my teeth. So if I do my regular cleanings and things are healthy, then I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I don't. I don't need to put on airs, yeah, as it were. Right. Um, there, at one point, I had a dentist talking to me about like contact lens veneers for my teeth. I'm like, you, you don't, <laughs> you don't understand my, well, my brand. I will <laughs> say, in terms of like a career, it's really good for podcasts if I know the teeth are really shining and bright. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I mean, like, like, oh, I can hear the gleam. I brush like six times a day, but because hmm. I, I work from That's home, probably not so. good. Well, I don't, I don't brush like the full. Let's see, instead of doing like the full happy birthday. 
<laughs> you know, where like they. I don't like, like when, talking about brushing teeth. Slurmcast <laughs> does not endorse uh, Zachariah's uh, idea of picking his teeth with exacto blades. Just but, want to throw that in here. Well, well, nor brushing not, your teeth six times a day. We are not but, responsible if you hurt yourself. I look. I look at it like this. Like you know how they tell you when you wash your hands, uh-huh. you should like sing happy birthday to yourself. You know, so Twice. that you do it. Yeah, exactly. While you're at it, and the same thing with brushing your teeth. Now. I'll do it like six times a day, but instead of doing like a 30 second six thing. Six times a day. When you, okay, I'll give you when you wake up and right before bed. After lunch, and then we have three. After dinner. When, okay. And before bed? Yes. What are you doing between brushing your teeth at dinner and going to bed that you need to also brush your teeth? Drinking. Not the full happy birthday, as you would put it, <laughs> but just <laughs> waving it in front of your mouth. What's, what's no? I mean, just until it feels clean. Okay, that's all. I, like I don't, I don't like like. Hey, man, it's not an inquisition. I'm just curious how it's, you it's fit all I can do. Your schedule. To, Pete to, goes through a tube of toothpaste a week. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they went to the orphanarium, like the all the kids were like the girl with the ear on her head mm-hmm. that she was going to adopt with Adlai uh, Adkins. Before, like, she was still there. Yeah, the, all the yeah. kids that Bender, Bender adopted, adopted yeah. originally, like, were there. But uh, there's also, and, and we jumped ahead on it, but the professor had his new invention that made the glowing noses. And it's Wonka-esque just existence was awesome. Like, that was all I could think of when he started, like, firing it up, was it seemed like all of those um, Billy Wonka machines in the lab where there'd be like a boxing glove just kind of punching everlasting no gobstopper. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Only I, this one just made a ton of <laughs> toxic waste. And little glowing noses. <laughs> and other things. I mean, was it all that barrel just for the one the glowing one nose? nose? That's yeah, what I, I think. think. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of my uh, my favorite lines of this episode is when Amy walks back there and realizes that there's all this toxic waste coming out, and she says, "What's all that scroop blorking out of the machine?" <laughs> she, I love those made up words. She also said, "Your parents must be so proud to Lilo." Yeah, she's she's of the year. year. Like, oh, this oh, is sorry. This is beautiful. Um, I, I've never. Uh, Encountered glowing noses, not even from reindeer or whatnot. Do you think there's a, a commercial use for them? Like, could we could we steal the professor's thunder, so to speak, and make glowing, glowing noses? noses? I mean, Halloween parties, little kids would love them, even if they were toxic. I well, especially. If I mean, they were, probably people don't need to know they're toxic until something happens, right? I mean, we could outsource them in China, and then they probably would be by default. That would be the way if you are dressing as the professor for Halloween coming up. The way to one-up your costume is have a bag of those glowing noses with you. Oh, shit. That's <laughs> right. If you could get them made out of gummy or something so that they were both glow-in-the-dark and edible. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that possible? Noses. We'll have to ask Cassandra Fear. She might have an in on it is possible. gummy manufacturing. Glow-in-the-dark gummies? You can make glow-in-the-dark gummies, well, blacklight glowing gummies if you use tonic water because tonic water glows under blacklight. No Or shit. cat pee. Yeah, but yeah, you don't want to eat that. Yeah, just cat urine in it. I think human pee will probably work too, right? Or is it just cat pee? Semen works. I don't yeah. know if pee does. I mean, wh- whatever floats the boat, but that's... Uh, 
Yeah, we have a lot of options. <laughs> when we run just, out of one thing, switch to the just other. Just go to the next. I mean, Put let's do a science vat. experiment where we just take a whole bunch of different animals and see what pee glows under a black light. I, I think we can make Let's go do it now. <laughs> doesn't, your, doesn't your girlfriend work at a vet clinic? I don't think that would be a question that she would know how to answer. She has access to she could get various pee. animals and could collect their <laughs> urine for us. It's mostly cat and dogs, though. Are we just well, walking with a black light? But there's she only cat and dogs. We could, we, we, could, we could give her a black light. I like to get procure all the animals ourselves, get them all here. And In then, my house? Yes. Fuck no. <laughs> and then no. we put out some newspaper or, I don't know, a carpet. Which animal? I'm asking this rhetorically because I don't think any of us will have the answer. <laughs> but if you had to take a guess, what animal do you think would have the most iridescent or what's phosphorescent, fluorescent, fluorescent, fluorescent. pee under a black light? Cat. Probably cat, yeah. I mean, it's all ammonia, right? You said you're asking it rhetorically, so you don't expect. Well, the I don't. Answer, I don't. Ex right? I ex or you don't with the feel, right. I don't. Answer. I don't expect the, the right answer. <laughs> oh well, then giraffe. That's yeah. That's I like the way that you're way down. Right. It's got all. I mean, there could be all kinds of minerals that slip out of that neck because they have to make the bones that support all that stuff. Like that's that's that can't be metabolized after it's done, right? Yeah, man. That's how necks work. And I mean, they got like long legs and stuff too. Right. It's a whole. Well, thing. the neck squirts things that make food go down. Exactly. I if uh, if any of our listeners know who has the flashiest pee, <laughs> let us know. Text us. Yeah, text. Please text <laughs> us. Text us a picture <laughs> with the proof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, oh shit! I'm. Uh, I made a note. I think it was Bender. Okay, I remember now. Bender getting rid of the toxic waste where it could cost the professor $500 or Bender will do it for $499 and 100 cents. Right. Like, sometimes the professor's just senility. Well, he says, I know it's a rip, but I'm too lazy to care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I guess you get to be like 160-some years old, just like, whatever, I'm not going to be around. He doesn't really have any heirs besides Qbert. And uh, he's the worst, so why not poison it? Who do you, I don't know. Why? Well, because they have to get rid of it somewhere. I mean, if you pour it down the sewer. Was it? Was this just a plot device, or was this in... Um, is this canon? Well, no, no. Honest Bender is canon. Yes. Was this in response to some sort of dumping incident that was happening at the time? In the real world? Yes. Yeah. No, I think it's just a plot device to get us to the sewer. Okay. So it wasn't like post-Dave Matthews band bus or anything. It was just straight up like, here's... Was toxic. Dave Matthews dumping toxins from his music into the <laughs> they were, sewers? He was, he was dumping 800 pounds of uh, porta potty waste out of his tour bus into the Chicago River. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And, well, his, I mean, he was probably on the bus. It was his driver that he was employing. He's like, okay. this looks like a good enough place. I, I mean, this is like this is like rock and roll apocrypha, but it actually happened. And I, I think the anniversary of it just happened recently. <laughs> it was probably not quite 17 years ago, but there was a, I mean. People like, celebrated by pooping in the Chicago River. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, they got, like, caught and fined significantly and stuff. Okay. And it was you know, 
another permanent black mark on his record, like his songs. Right. It was Ants Marching and then that. Yes. <laughs> Crash just, into P. I just had a, a put-down contest with my boss about Dave Matthews today. Oh, who, who won? The audience? <laughs> I, it, was, it was just over text, and oh, okay. I, was, I was on the, the right side, and he was an apologist, so uh, oh. I hope he has fun at Farm Aid. Mm. Uh, yeah, so other than um, like random little little peaks and stuff, like there really haven't been much mutant activity in the show since the last time they came out. That was with the Robot Devil, wasn't it? The one where they had to get Nibbler. Oh, Nibbler, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bender flush Nibbler down the toilet. That was, yeah. like, I think, the last time that there was mutants. And they, I mean, and other than maybe like a quick aside or something, they never really showed up again. Do they... <sighs> Why did they? Oh, the all the toxic waste uh, spilled out of the. Yeah, well, because it just. What was the thing where it like dripped onto the car and then ate through the tree, which fell on a car, and then ate through the car and then ate into the street? Yeah, like it was, was that? That was after Bender was cleaning up the set of Free Willy Three. That the orca <laughs> joke <laughs> holds up really well. <laughs> that free Willy reference. But there already was a Free Willy Three when the episode came out. They had already made Free Willy Three. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I that don't. Yes. What year did this come out? The, this, this is episode? 02. Yeah, two thousand two. It was Let's that see. late. I think Free Willy Three was what ninety seven. Yeah, something like that. I uh. In all candor, I never saw any of the Free Willy movies. Oh, let's stop the podcast now. Is it? Yeah, I we mean, need to watch them in watch order. All Are, <laughs> is you it, have no idea what's going on, and we just watch one of them. Okay, so there's a whale yeah. in captivity, mm -hmm. and a kid lets him go. Is that? Yeah, yeah, you got much. it. Triumph of the uh, mm -hmm. human spirit and yep. the whale spirit, and then Michael Jackson sings a song about it. Really? Yep. That's the, what. Uh, what you the first one. from? Huh. What what song? Will you be there? Oh yeah. Was that he did they let him on set? Oddly religious song. Yeah, this was pre the world uh feeling irpy about him. Yeah. I oh I I think we're all I mean I have a fear that we're all gonna live to see all of our heroes become horribly shamed by their terrible deeds, and that's a you know, that's just a bad thing to look into. Like the future for Michael Madsen's in it, really? Yeah, in doing, the first one, right? Mm -hmm. Doing what? In the first one, like is he a gangster or something? I think he is the person who wants to get that whale. But why? I think he really hates whales. I mean, I think at the beginning there's that part where a whale shoots his parents in an alleyway. Isn't oh. it like a Sea World situation? Like, yes. uh, yeah. I I watched it when I was a kid because I was. Of that age. Yeah, you were a kid. I was a kid when Free Willy came out, but I don't remember that movie much, and uh, I don't really think I watched any of the other ones. Did Michael Madsen want to eat Willy, or was he just wanting to make a buck off of his I think that was, tricks? it was like, this is the star attraction. It was the 90s. Wow. Oh, the, the latest Free Willy came out in 2010. Willy, Free Willy Wasn't Escape a, from a, Pirate's Cove. Huh. Does the whale talk or anything? Bo Bridges is in it. Oh. Does the whale talk? No, he's he's just a whale. I, all right. I'm just I'm trying to understand why it was such a phenomenon, and I guess it's just that kids like animals in captivity being let go. 
I think Save the Whales was a big thing at the time. Like that, it's oh. not so much anymore, but I remember in the 90s there was all of that Save the Whales. And, and this is way before like Blackfish and stuff. Well, I mean, I'm not, ki- I'm not making a joke. I think the two things that really made that movie popular was that song was a huge hit when huh. it came out. And that poster, like if you've never seen Free Willy, yeah, you know what the poster looks like. And I really think that goes along. Wait, you wanted to see that whale <laughs> jump over jump that over a big rock. kid? Yeah. Oh, I'd be scared that he'd fall on me. That well, just no seems very dangerous. It took 17 takes before he actually made it over. Launching he, he that la- whale. landed on that kid for 16 <laughs> takes. <laughs> that's why it was day one. And that's information that they he filmed had that entire brain. entire movie with one orca. But there was like six <laughs> to eight kids yeah. that they had to keep replacing. And they never learned their lesson. And each time they filmed all of the <laughs> all of the earlier shots before that. They somehow got a line on the do- most terrible stage parents ever. <laughs> Fifteen reshoots. Oh god. Wow. <laughs> it took eighteen years to make Free Willy. Simpler times. Uh, so the whale that played Willie died in 2003, by the way. Aww. They tried to release him, and uh, he was following a pot of orcas, and they wouldn't accept him in. And then He, he was a of, Hollywood orca. Yeah, he died of pneumonia alone well, in the I ocean. Mean, oh, that's so <laughs> sad. I'm going to cry. <laughs> he was probably a dick after all that, like, hoity-toity living, you know. Did have pneumonia? Or are you just making a Do little Do whales get pneumonia? <laughs> no, wait. Where is it? Is it pneumonia, or was it whale pneumonia? It's just like how, how would a how would a thing that lives in the ocean get pneumonia? Yeah, well, he doesn't. They don't breathe water. Got but wet still. the wrong way. Yeah, no. His he kept returning to humans for food and for company, and his inability to in- integrate with pod of orcas. Um, so the project failed, and he eventually died of pneumonia in a Norwegian bay on December twelfth, two thousand three. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. Much more of a downer than that Facebook killer. Yeah, yeah. Even though I mean, it was literally like a killer whale. But well, the weird thing is that that he uh, they freed Willie and he died. But yeah. in the movie, it's like they did what was in the movie. Doesn't work. Only work. in the movies. I'm surprised uh. that that narrative hasn't been assumed by the alt right for some sort of horrible bullshit. What? Well, like. <laughs> Look, sometimes you let things go and they just can't handle it, you know? I, I'm, I'm making oh, a jump, but it's like metaphorically some asshole with a Pepe the Frog pin could probably like right. twist that. Big yeah. Zoo is going to say that this yeah. is, yes. Yeah, it's uh, horrible. We live in a terrible world. And so do the mutants that are getting uh, toxic waste. Hey, look at that them. leeway. <laughs> but, but like... This is this is a part that I'm, I was trying to sort of reconcile. Like the mutants were pissed that the waste was getting dumped on them, but the waste doesn't really affect them. So what was the? It was just the glowing that made them see how horrible they were. I mean that was the stated reason, but even that seems like it's also getting dumped on top of them. You wouldn't want stuff dumped on top of you. I mean, if you live in a sewer, you're probably used to getting horrible things dumped on top of you. Yeah, this this episode plays very fast and loose in terms of. The writers needing something to happen. Yeah. Which is why it's not quite rewatching this a couple of times. I was like, eh, and narratively, this is not one of the 
tighter machines that they've constructed. It's number 23 out of 25 of the best Futurama episodes. As voted by whom? IGN. Well, I don't know what that stands for, but... (laughs) <laughs> International. Isn't it a game site? It's a game website. What the Isn't hell do they know network. about TV script construction? Well, they're just like, give me them beep boop Mario Brothers. They probably put out a poll and it. Yeah. They saw Leela's mom's tentacles and got all worked up. And That's probably it. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. I get it. it I, I just, um, I, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot to dissect here, I think. I, I mean, and I guess we'll get there. Um, <clears throat> now the, that uh, I think of it, though, they could have done had better done this episode better to introduce what they were introducing in it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But there, you know. So now I guess we episode's ju- ruined for me. We've jumped around a little <laughs> bit, but this, so, I've done my job. <laughs> so there, Bender starts dumping this shit down the sewers, and then they go to Leela's. Uh, Induction into the Orphan Hall of Fame, Orphan of the Year ceremony. One of the funniest things in this episode was the uh, warden at the orphanarium hammering in her plaque while she's doing yeah. her acceptance speech. Mm. Just says, <laughs> 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 you know, like those noises were, they were so perfect. And then for him to be like, it's crooked. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> and, and also not only crooked, but like half an inch lower. Yeah. <laughs> and everything else, which, uh, I, I mean, the, the listeners can't see it, but there's a lot of shit hanging on the walls in here. And there's a pile of shit that still needs to get hung up in there that I took down and just haven't gotten back. But, like, hanging pictures like that was the bane of my existence. Like, even with a level and the right tools, I still just, it's always, there's, like, some way to fuck it up. I'll find a way to do it. <laughs> I mean, is that a challenge for any of you, or are you all pretty good with hanging stuff up? Or is it just, like, tacky tape and... Oh, I'm, an, I'm an eyeballer, and I'm pretty good at keeping things straight. Mm-hmm. Me too. I don't know. So then you add a frame, I think, because you have to adjust for, like, I here's that cable that it's going to hang on, and you got to get the hook oh, on. And then... See, I just used, like, the uh, 3M Velcro That's what things. I do, too. Really? And put That's them on the, the back. It's the easiest. They're expensive, but, you know, once you get them on all your pictures, if you want to move them, you only have to use half the pack then to move them and do that stuff. Right. But they, they it, they're really no well. damage. Um, they hold really well. I have a guitar hanging up on my wall with... It's not the one I gave the, you, uh, is it? No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a one that doesn't work. It's like... Uh, no, so it's just for decoration. It's just decoration. But yeah, it's uh, it's got like three of them on there. Really? Yeah. They work really well. That doesn't seem right. You clean, make sure you, you got to clean the wall with like something like... They recommend like alcohol. Mm. And get it real clean, and they stick really well. Yeah, I've been doing that for years. Huh? It's That's how I've, way easier. Yeah, my uh, rat uh, water bottle for my rats is <laughs> velcroed on the wall. I like thought that. you were going to say that your rat, you stick it to the wall. I do. That. Does it work? No. Would they he just, squirms too much. Would he gnaw at that, or would he gnaw at himself? Oh, they first? they gnaw at the command strips. Really? Yeah. It's probably out, not good for him. Shout out to three M. Not yeah. a sponsor. <laughs> well, if you had uh, this toxic waste, you could drop your rat into it and turn it into a uh, flying <laughs> salmon bat pig. Oh, there. it reminds me of the time <laughs> I looked into the kitchen of, was it Hunan something? Yeah, I don't know what it was. Imperial Hunan. Imperial yeah. Hunan. I, uh, There's a deleted <laughs> scene for that really? um, 
where they drop in a rat and it first comes out as a, like a just beautiful peacock. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, come on, no. He's, or Fry's like said something like, uh, I thought it was supposed to be worse when it came out. That's better. And he's like, shut up. That's like happens one in a million times. And he's like, well, in my experience, it happens 100% of the time. <laughs> and they're like, lower the backup rat. And that's when that one turns into that flying pig. Wow. Bat. That's a much funnier <laughs> joke. I know. That they in. Cut it. Time, probably. Yeah. It's uh, fucking Fox. The, the, when the kids got all excited about Leela's speech, that was it was almost Simpson esque with the the one that puts the eye patch on. I was like, I'm Leela, and the other one does the both eyes. I'm like, I'm double Leela. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the like Ralph. A, a total Wiggum. Ralph Wiggum thing. Which, no more espresso for you. <laughs> I I could get by with more Ralph Wiggum in my life. Um, I'm not enough to go and watch new episodes of The Simpsons, but I should probably go revisit some old ones. I know you have a differing opinion on mm-hmm. that. And we'll save that for another show. <laughs> um, the the part that uh, I, I think this is what disturbed me the most in the episode was Katie Seagal's crying or fake crying when they were back at Planet Express. Like she was sobbing in the locker room. It was very unconvincing. It, like it, it just, and I don't know if it's just like, it's like her weak spot as an actress or what. She's like, like it was very clunky and bad. I think that's how Leela cries, because Leela cries a lot. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, how realistic do you want that to sound? I Well, I think Katie Seagal's like a really talented actor. Mm-hmm. So it just, it. I mean, it was like I ostentatiously think, bad I compared you, to the rest of you it. You don't maybe want that moment to be the one that you're really like using all your actor method to make it real. Since they get more middle of the the episode, just to get to the next point, it's not like it was really the emotional crux of the show. But the uh, you should write her. I really, I really (laughs) should. I could just, I could just nitpick other people's shit all day long. Apparently, just cry into a microphone and say, "This is how it sounds, dummy." (laughs) (laughs) Well, Fry says. Uh, if those aren't tears of joy, please stop. <laughs> like he can't even tell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is it, see, is it that's usually what happens if my said? girlfriend's crying and I walk in. I'm just like, if those aren't tears of joy, please stop. <laughs> is, is it the room that's making you sad? It's probably the room. <laughs> and then, then Fry says something that's so uh, uh, <laughs> is so close to my heart. Where he goes, <laughs> keep his sadness inside so it can manifest his mental illness. <laughs> I do that with my stupidness. Like I, I've had a lot of, uh, I, I've done a lot of thinking in addition to uh, totalitarian regimes lately, but about compartmentalization and how, how it affects me in my everyday life. And it's uh, it's interesting to see that get played out as like an actual uh, description of something useful. Like you, you, so, this episode's yeah. aspirational for you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I already have the. Uh, the mental illness part down. I just, then it's like you, you create the conditions to exacerbate that and then mitigate the symptoms as best you can through either self-medication or denial. And it's, I mean, so far so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got uh, a lot out of this episode. I really did. I mean, on top of the world building and sort of the answers to these questions I've had for several seasons now, um, you know, just some, some, you know, therapy tips, stuff like that. Over the weekend, Pete also found out that he was his parents were mutants. 
So it really hits home for him. Yeah. My mom's been wearing fake arms all this time. She has tentacles. (laughs) She's never gone to Japan. Don't tell IGN. Right? They're, they're, uh, they're really, they've been holding out on me this for 42 years. They never told me some bullshit, Hmm. but, uh, taking it well. So, uh, as I, this is, this is, um, the second time we've seen her parents sort of overlooking her though, isn't it? When they're in the sewer kind of listening to them talk. What do you mean? Like there's another episode. No, well, I think in, in a previous episode when they've been doing foreshadowing about this, like you see her parents in the sewer while they're, she's talking or saying something at some point, like they're outside on the waterfront and then her parents are there. This is more foreshadowing for this episode, but like in the last mutant centric episode, wasn't there like them up in the rafters or something watching? I guess what it, what it really comes down to is like, they seem to have a life separate from all of the other mutants. Is that the case? Her like, parents? Yeah. Why? I do they have their own little house in that storefront. They have their shrine to Leela, which clearly takes up a lot of their time. So if they were interacting with the other mutants and having them over for, like, coffee or whatever, wouldn't they be like, what's all this? Or was that hidden shrine, like, separate from their residence? Well, when they whisper into the leader's ear, he knows what they're talking about. So yeah. obviously he knows that the story right of her. so why yeah. wouldn't it come up why wouldn't mean? it come up like why wouldn't i i don't know i i have no idea what you're asking right now I, maybe it'll make more sense later maybe okay. i'll be able to ask it better later i mean it, it turns into um well there's a there's a return appearance by the todd berry looking mutant do you know the one i'm talking about her dad no 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 there's one in particular who is severely reminiscent of todd berry Todd Berry, if you're listening, I am so sorry. <laughs> Are you talking about the one with the arm hanging out of his head? No, 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 no. He's he's just got a big forehead, and yep. then like you know the receding hairline, mm-hmm. and then there's something about the way that they've animated his features, yeah. where he looks like a caricature of Todd Berry. Okay. The the leg mutant. That that looks leg like mutant. Louis C.K. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A little bit, but that that character was one of my favorite things in this episode. Does he ever come back, or is this like our only exposure Leg to Leg Mutant? Man? Yeah. yeah, Leg Mutant comes back. Yeah, and with most his, of the mutants with come his back. Hat. The, uh, yeah, the the Futurama Worlds of Tomorrow game. You can unlock him, or you could have unlocked him. Did I miss that already? You probably did. Shit. <laughs> I still oh. haven't gotten to the head museum yet. Oh my god! I can't get oh. that artifact to unlock that area. Uh. I got to get Scruffy, but I don't have any pizza. So I gotta wait for things. And the fun part is, we haven't even released the episode where we talked about the game. So I don't know. We might need to cut it out. What this stuff that we're about the game? Because oh, we it doesn't matter. Whatever. Nothing matters. It, it's true. You're a most nihilistic podcast. It's all just whatever. <laughs> Nothing else matters. Yeah. <laughs> um. But the the. I, it, oh shit! Autocorrect turned it into leg Mustang. Is great. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like even where he had the hat and then um he didn't he didn't have a cane at some point or was that like I think there's just a shot where he's standing next to a mutant with a cane and it almost looked like the leg mutant who was just a leg hat. I know what you're talking about. I couldn't like, I couldn't tell what that was. Yeah. I think it was just like next to him. But uh as they started their escape to avoid being mutated, 
which, um, I, I mean, really the only person in danger was Fry, right? Because Bender wouldn't mutate as a robot. But Leela didn't know that she wasn't. And Leela didn't to know. Mutate. True, but they were going to beat Bender up afterwards. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, the other part of that is that toxic waste was caustic enough that it could disintegrate a tree, a car, and the street underneath it. So is it just that it got diluted with whatever else was in the sewers, or like I'd it be scared nowhere else that to go because of that? Or maybe it goes to the sub sewers. Uh, is there sub sewers? Some say there are. Huh. Will that be explored in a future episode? No. Huh. It's just an urban legend or suburban legend. I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, wait. That's oh, a throwaway dude. line in something, right? It's yeah. in one of the episodes. Yeah. All right. It's I'm... the one with Nibbler because they talk about the, uh, what was it? Chup- not a chupacabra, but it was. El Chupanibre. El- yeah, yeah, El Chupanibre. And they say something about. Uh, we watched that episode and discussed it, it on an flushed, episode of this show. Yeah, it and flushes I down the... <laughs> they flush... The sewer toilet goes down into the super... Or the sub-sewer. I, I, as they ran on their little chase, like, the 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 stores that were in the old New York with... Um, my favorite one I put in my notes was Bed Bath & Beneath. There was, <laughs> they, all, they all started with B, except for Starbucks. It just uh, Starbucks. But they're uh, everywhere. The, the big and strange men's store, which I I feel like I could shop there now, to be honest. And then uh, Bob's Big Mutant Boy, who had, I think, a third arm growing out of his big boy head. Is, is that big boy still open on 130th? And is it Brook yes. Park or Puritus? Uh, it's Brook Park. And they still have, like, the statue and everything out front, too. Uh... I don't remember if they have a statue up, or they might. I think they do. Yeah. I There used to be one in Lakewood years and years ago. Yeah, it's where um, the Drug Mart is now. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, Drug I mean, Mart they, was there, but they took over that. And, expanded, yeah. I yeah. used to... I love Bob's. Well, that's... So... I think we, we kind of touched on this on another episode in regards to Howard Johnson's, but Big Boy is kind of the same thing, where, like... You wind up with these formerly chain restaurants that the chains vanish. Like, there is no big boy corporation anymore, as far as I know. But there's still these random big boy restaurants throughout the country. So how do they get their supplies of big boy food? Why Why would you say that it's not part of a chain anymore? Um, I believe the Eliases or whatever that company is still owns them. Unless you have a real inside track to big boy... Maybe this is something to to research, but it, it wasn't just them. There was like, oh shit, there was another one I was thinking of where it was just it, almost like um, like White Castle where they just pulled up stakes and they're like, fuck Ohio, we're closing all our There's stores. There's tons of White Castles in Columbus. Just not There are here. three within like 20 minutes of my mom's house yeah. in really? Columbus. That's so you can say, let's not go to that White Castle, let's go to the good White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I have several, that's, when I go to visit my mom, heaven. I have several opportunities to go to White Castle and I believe there is still a big boy like five minutes from the house where I grew up and huh. man, I miss big, but there's just no big boy up here. Well, there is on 130th. And, well, I and didn't even know that one existed. <laughs> they have the statue and everything. Did you ever get the uh, surf and turf no. at uh, White Castle? No. What's that? It's the off-menu burger that I used to get when I was super drunk and walking home, which I think oh. is the only way you can eat it 
Um, it's the only way you can eat White Castle, period. I <laughs> would agree with that because I also got this <laughs> sandwich sober and I could not finish it. <laughs> Surf and Turf is uh, one burger, but it is the fish patty sandwiched between two of the cheeseburger patties. Fucking A. Wow. And wow. boy, when that fish acid hits the back of your throat, <laughs> fish it's a acid. Real sensation. Like Snaps all, you out of that drunk guy, I will tell you that. I want to stop recording right now and go make something similar with like Rally's parts or something. <gasps> and they just they just no. texted me again today for like a free Rally burger or something. They Let's texted go. you? <laughs> yeah. If you you can get on Rally's text back, then I oh, I get like 10 texts a week from Domino's. Yeah. For for folks <laughs> Uh, we can replace the word rallies with checkers. checkers. Yes, or I think uh, racks isn't it the other one? Racks is different. Racks is like Arby's. Yeah, and there oh. are not many racks left either. That's like I. I mean, and it's Hardee's and Carl's Jr. Right? Mm-hmm. Hardee's and Carl's Jr. was another one, but Hardee's is like there's one Hardee's I know of in the area off that like weird exit off of ninety on the east side. Um, but that was that was something similar. I'm I'm oh God, it'll come to me at some point, but like. I feel like it, it just with the traveling I've been doing, I either saw someplace at like a, you know, turnpike rest stop or an airport where it's like, these don't exist anymore. How is this here? And you don't like, remember what they were? No. Okay. No. I, I Hopefully it'll come back. But um, yeah, if you text rallies, to you text a certain like code phrase to 216 438 1077. Oh, man. They'll, they'll send you. Links, yeah, and then it's just like, hey, get a free rally burger with cheese, and then you just drive up, and and you know how attentive and open the staff at rallies always is. Yep, you just yeah, I got one of these, and you show them their phone, and like fuck you, and that's that's just how it goes. It's really really good. Wow, I mean, it makes cheap bad food even cheaper and worse. You just have to take a survey, subscribe to a couple magazines. Mm. Um, what else? Uh, <laughs> Get three of your friends to uh, like it on Facebook. Uh huh. You're you're setting that bar too high. Huh. It's so easy. <laughs> They're needy. Is is really what it like? If you just you know they will text you back at three in the morning. This You'll, is we've finally. talked about rallies. I think in the last three episodes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Get used to it. Get used to it. It's it's. I mean, it's so good. It's, I stopped eating fast food finally. Like early this year good for you it is because i was getting more depressed than usual and i I realized antidepressants in the food though no now i'm just like sitting all day and i had like whatever slurm they put (laughs) (laughs) the burger just sitting there feeling it come out my pores and it was just like another layer i couldn't do i mean i say this having had mcdonald's for dinner tonight and i'm i'm ashamed of it like, mm-hmm. like we tried for a long time. The parents are like, no, no, we're not going to feed our child McDonald's. And then it's like, I've got too much fucking shit to do tonight. I can't. I, oh, I, I need was, to feed her something. I was raised on chicken nuggets. Yeah. Like, <laughs> on McDonald's chicken nuggets specifically. You know what? I have never had a McDonald's hamburger. It's a fact. Seriously? Yeah. Almost 30 years old, and I have never had a McDonald's hamburger. So. I wonder if it would taste good at all, because I think nostalgia is the only reason why people think certain things taste good. Like, it's not a good-tasting burger, but we remember it, it tastes like a McDonald's burger. Yes. It's like how Taco Bell 
doesn't taste like Mexican food, but it does taste like Taco Bell. Yeah. And you'll go, I want Taco Bell. I want a McDonald's cheeseburger. It is like nothing that this name references except for the structure. But I wonder if you had never had it, if you would get a, if you would like it. Yeah, I, yeah, I wonder if it's like I think somebody I think we know what we're going to do for the oh next no. episode. Yeah, somebody needs my, to play Persburgers. <laughs> yeah. What your streak of not eating something? I had never had Burger King until I was 23. Okay. Like I had never even been what to a, a Burger King. What a brag. how you start What did you get from Burger King? It's, it's because I when I well when I was a kid I used to refuse to eat hamburgers because I didn't like them. I, I don't know why. I just like I didn't. You never like tasted one. Beef. Yeah. But you well, just had, didn't like. I had a hamburger before. I just never had been to Burger King or. Yeah. Also, hamburger is different than a cheeseburger. It's the same and thing. It makes just a, one has cheese on it. And it makes a world of a difference. It, it well, really does. I just didn't like. I don't like hamburgers. I didn't like beef. It's boring. <laughs> I was really into chicken and not so much into beef when I was a kid. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't really get anything but. The chicken nuggets and French fries from McDonald's, and then I just never went to Burger King because when I was young, that's all they had. Uh, they didn't have these chicken fries and Doritos encrusted. What is it? Cheeto mac and cheese bite things. It sounds so gross. They have breakfast. Burger King has breakfast now. It, it is else? my least favorite fast food place. Yeah. Who else was on that list of potential you, you talking about <laughs> hamburgers and cheeseburgers is the most strident I've ever seen you take a position. <laughs> oh, cheeseburgers. Yeah. I, I, I have For the very listener, many. He's, of... he's standing up. He's gazing <laughs> around the room. God damn it. You guys want to hear about cheeseburgers. <laughs> he's running for mayor he's, on a cheeseburger He platform. just locked the door. <laughs> he's locking us in here and standing I, in front of I him. I think cheeseburgers Tommy's are my favorite food out of anything. <laughs> Before you say it was good enough to kill Jerry Garcia, it's good <laughs> enough to kill me too. They are my favorite food ever. I See, think cheeseburger, cheeseburgers in general. Do I do love cheeseburgers now, but not I McDonald's do. cheeseburgers. I've just never had one because I love the chicken nuggets too much. That when I go to McDonald's, I'm gonna get the chicken. You nuggets. can buy more than one thing. Uh, not me. I, I weigh like 120 pounds. Well, there's your problem. Like five feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't a, get more than one thing. Like a like I like. Uh, Beer Engine, uh, which is a local brew, uh, brewery slash restaurant in Lakewood here, they have really good. What about for our Canadian listeners who don't have such um, luxuries? If we had to go, you know what? To be honest, like just homemade burgers from ground beef. I like. Well, sure. That's really good. Yeah. But if I had to like fast food wise, oh god, I don't even know. Uh, Wendy's, Wendy's. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I mean, you're you're fresh, w- never frozen. A Wendy's man. I know we're going deep on this. Just but burger, just <laughs> cheeseburger. Just, uh, oh, so you're saying like it's not Wendy's is like not like a rally single compared to a rally cheeseburger or a rally burger with cheese. Like that, I would say Wendy's would be better in that position. Yes, but a big Buford is in its own category. <laughs> This is a bonus episode. Now of he's crying. Slurm fast. <laughs> fast, where we discuss Slurm fast. fat <laughs> with so, Kevin Smith. So they uh, understandably they get creeped the fuck out when they walk into this Leela museum that's buried in the sewers with no context or explanation while they're hiding from the uh, mob of mutants trying to kill them. They just happen to. First of all, I love how Bender picks up Fry and smashes him into the window. Yeah. Yeah. 
And all the mutants running there, they didn't see the broken glass and be like, hmm. Which would, which would theoretically be cleaner <laughs> and shinier on the ground. Like, I think that would draw attention to it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they would, what they go into there, and then that's when they see all the stuff on the walls about Leela. I think that's just their living room. No, I thought they kind of went back. I mean, regardless, there was a lot of yeah. shrinery. Uh, Talila with when her. They I mean, saved the uh, world from the garbage ball. Yeah. yeah what was that headline? Was something like El Stinko. El Stinko. Or... <laughs> 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 uh, I, the uh, the part where um, oh god, it, uh, see, I'm losing it. It's. I started thinking about cheeseburgers, and now it's <laughs> it's weird. all for naught. Oh, looking at the uh, the collection of Leela artifacts, and it was all the best stuff she ever flushed down the toilet. Yeah, including, including a letter from letter. Brian <laughs> <laughs> explaining his personal feelings. No. <laughs> Do you think he wrote that during the uh, the Parasites Lost episode when he was really ex- like? Um, Yes, definitely. So it was like like deep deep fry when he was smart and I don't articulate. Think she, I don't think Leela would have flushed that. No? No. Wouldn't it be a reminder of her constant disappointment knowing? Or do you, or is it just like one of Fry's badly written like That's what I would think. I isn't more stupid so. for M. some reason. Oh, Fry. Uh the the airship that so he did this episode when Leela's crying or He's like, oh, I'm a loving, hugging, a holding, stroking, loving <laughs> machine. Also spanking. <laughs> That's not at all what I. <laughs> well, so I guess this is the part where it takes a turn. Like the mutants are told by these masked, cloaked figures, like something. They whisper in their ears, and then they're like banishing them instead of killing them. Mm-hmm. But they pull out this airship made out of discarded Macy's Day balloons and uh oh, macy's day but whatever plenty That's, of people say yeah that. yeah you're, you're fine that, okay um it, i mean because it really is like a celebration of capitalism right oh uh, boy yeah. here we go um but the bart simpson there's another bart simpson's reference it's been a while since we had one of those but the fact that it always comes up i i like i enjoy it but then it opens up this rift of like and we've talked about this before, but goddamn, if I can remember what the so outcome was, like, are what's the rift? Well, if Simpsons they're referencing Futurama. the Simpsons, yeah. Well, so if the Simpsons are cartoon characters in the universe of Futurama, does that make Futurama the same universe that we live in ourselves? Uh, yeah, but they only have the three fingers or whatever, you know, like. The, the, what's the future? We evolved but past fries, that other finger. Fries should have at least. They fixed it in post. <laughs> <laughs> well, also in the um, Simpsons, there's a whole bunch of, like, there's episodes where the, it acts like they are a TV show and then. Yeah, like, there's the, the, the one clip show where it's, like, behind the music. Yeah. So it's. It just gets meta and weird. There is a whole big theory which one day we'll talk about about the I'm Futurama sure Simpsons propose some alternate universe, universe thing, oh, which is what I every have... other fan theory yeah, is. Yeah, it's all revisionist. You're either history. dead or you're in an alternate universe. 
or some other. I'm sick of fan theories. Boring thing. <laughs> so sick of fan theories. I'm sick of fans. Period. They're the worst. <laughs> Doesn't matter what they're fans of. It's just there. There shouldn't be such a thing. How often do you think writers? Like somebody comes up with a fan theory, and that's exactly what the writers were going. But they're just like, no, fuck that. We're gonna change it now. Yeah. Well, didn't uh, didn't George R. R. Martin do that with Game of Thrones, where he's just like, oh, fuck it. Okay, I guess I'll do that. After like the discussion had gotten to a point where he hadn't settled on an ending, he's like, all right. Based mm-hmm. on the discussion, because the the show got ahead of the books. I mean that Jon Snow is a Cylon. Yeah. <laughs> And he's a big Bob Dylan fan. Who knew? Um, but the the the, uh, the part so we have a magical chest cavity situation where Bender takes the unicycle out mm-hmm. of his. Well, he was couldn't walk. He had to ride the unicycle. Right, but the last time they were in the sewers, he turned his legs into like train track wheels. So couldn't he have done that along the side of the board and not fallen off instead of... I mean, I we're getting into Bill Squire's favorite thing of cartoon logic. That rubbed me the wrong way because it just seemed, like, extravagant and dumb. I think it was just the, the joke of, like, the circus tightrope unicycle kind of deal. Okay. I, I mean... That's... I also took it, like, oh, he, he was couldn't walk straight, but then in order to compensate for that, he was just going to ride a... Uh, Unicycle. Because that's easier Cause than walking. Yeah, because he could do that. He just couldn't walk. Okay. Have you ever been to a weird circus? And by weird, I mean like not... Any circus ever? No, 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 no. I mean not like mainstream Barnum no. and Bailey circus. Like I mean, Cirque du like... Soleil or... No. Yeah, not that bullshit no. I've circus. I've been to a few sideshow Like off-brand deals. circuses yeah. where... I was even in a, a Facebook group... That was called like Sideshow Spectrum. I can only it imagine. Was, it was insane. It was cool. Was it all autistic people that? It was all did performers. It was all sideshow performers posting about their industry, and I don't know how I got added into that group, but someone put me in there. And did you leave it, or did it just sort of go away? Um, I think I left it. I think I I did one of those Facebook purges and. Didn't want to see a bunch of stuff in my feed at one point. The, the reason I ask is I've been to, like, corporate events where there's, like, fourth-tier circuses that get hired for the entertainment. Does Jim Rose Circus count? No, no, no. I mean, they, they aren't, like, what? punk rock sur- circuses. Corporate They're like, event is hiring a circus. They, a circus? They put on a circus-themed night at this this conference, and they had... Oh. Okay. So, and then in the arena, you know, they set up three rings and they had a tightrope act and like clowns and donkeys and whatnot. No lions. No lions. No elephants. But, you know, it it was, you know, thrilling to see a tiny man on a rope very high up in the air because it was certainly dangerous. Uh, But that's got to be a hell of a way to make a living. Like, and then to just be like, no, man, we're the indie guys. We're not like this fucking Barnum and Bailey bullshit fucking sellouts man we're you know keeping it real and it it, it was how do you keep a circus real have you ever seen carnival no start there i it involves the devil um wow he really nailed you no i I, i'm I'm not i'm not trying to put him down just like there's a thing but like like when you when you come across those things you're just like i didn't even know this was a thing Mm. And now the existence of this sort of begets the understanding that there is like 
a whole world of indie circus acts. Like, that's just fucked up. Like, people you can rent out for ever, a circus act. Have yeah. you seen Pee Wee's okay. Big Top? Start there. Yeah. That's oh. how you keep it real. Yeah, you got a talking pig. Well, you have a, have a tornado blue. that blows a circus into your backyard. The super hot Gina Piccolo Pucolo. Oh, yeah. Piccolo Pucolo. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, that that's all. I and so speaking the, of that uh, movie, I was really weirded out that uh, he ate egg salad sandwiches. His Why? girlfriend would bring him egg salad. It's your favorite, Pee Wee. <laughs> I don't know because it grosses me well, out. He, he, he guessed he, like ten different sandwiches before. She's like, "No, your favorite egg salad." So, are you saying you've never eaten egg salad? I've eaten egg salad. Have you eaten egg but salad I wouldn't, on a sandwich? I, I wouldn't eat egg salad on a sandwich. Uh, this, I feel like we're talking a lot about food on this episode, but <laughs> I keep having my mind blown. Toast some fucking bread and put some egg salad on it. Maybe with a little tomato Ooh, and some lettuce. That does sound good. It's delicious. All right. It's a that. deli staple. For real. I like, I can't, that's, it's like telling me that you grew up uh, an orphan, Tom. I'm afraid the eggs are going to be worm eggs. Well, the worm Although eggs, if I get those, that- we've established <laughs> that worm eggs are delicious and they make you superhuman. You're right. And they'll steal all your cutlery. So then you won't have to wash it. If I made a strong enough case. I just had deja vu. That was weird. Maybe after this episode, I'll ma- I have wheat bread and tomatoes and a bunch of hard-boiled eggs in the fridge, and I can send you all home with egg salad sandwiches. Does that work for everybody? <laughs> mm. Do you like My relish favorite. or no? Mm. <laughs> a little mustard, maybe some white pepper. It, trust <laughs> me, it's, it's delicious. Because Pete only allows white pepper in yeah. his house. <laughs> oh, oh, I have like seven kinds of pepper, all different colors. Some of them I put all into one mix. You know, I don't. I'm I'm colorblind when it comes to pepper. You should, yeah, <laughs> you know, whale captor defendant. <laughs> okay, let's let's get this train back on the tracks. Hour eight. Stop <laughs> stop bringing up delicious food. I won't get distracted. Okay, so they're trying to leave the sewers. Leela gets to the top of the ladder. She closes the manhole. Decides she's gonna stay. Uh, she wants to figure out why there was a shrine to her basically yeah. in the sewer so she does swan dive straight into lake mutagenic is that what it was called or are you just adding that name what a swan dive L- like <laughs> lake, lake no. mutagenic like you know it's it's lake mutagenic really they, they call it that earlier in the episode oh I shit i didn't even catch that all right yeah um that was a bold move for her to do right totally then she she splashes into that nasty toxic wastewater and then you see the uh, the octopus come up, and you think that she's <laughs> mutated, but she comes out unscathed. Turns out the octopus used to be a little blonde girl named Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, ew. <laughs> like if it was just a normal octopus, it would have been fine. But the fact that it was a little used to be a little blonde girl, mm. she was grossed out. Yeah, by the name, maybe. You never know. I octop. I just. Uh, I just had some octopus the other night. Stop. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, so what was what was surprising to me is the fact that they they make this reveal that well, number one, she doesn't mutate. So this is sort of like the the foreshadowing uh, 
big reveal that she's also, actually a mutant. But when in the beginning, when she's dropped off, yeah, uh, it's the uh, guy, the warden. The warden is like, "Oh, alien language. Well, you must be an alien." <laughs> right, and so so that's the part that I didn't understand. They're like, no, no one on Earth can translate alienese, but there's alienese signs all Everywhere. over. Yeah, and who is this brainzilla that they're talking about? I don't know, I don't but know. I guess he can't. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I just feel like, of all of the stuff that happens in this episode, up to and including Bender's magical chest cavity, like that's the most unbelievable part of the whole thing, where they're like, no one can understand this, despite the fact that it's clearly like a daily language. It's exactly, but well, that- people can understand it because uh, it turns out that Leela's mom wrote it because yeah. she studied linguistics, right. So I don't know where that joke came from. And then the whole uh, thing with the nose, glowing nose thing could also do other things. Because why can't it not? Oh, and, and the professor's indignance at, at such a, like, how dare you suggest that my machine would only do one thing? Like, I, I love it. He's, he's really, uh, I hope that when I get that old, uh, I'm that just awful in general. I think, I think I'm on track. Farnsworth definitely has all the good lines in this episode. Yeah. Well, when Fry gets the, the letter from Warden Vogel, he says something like, uh, oh, it's not worth your time. And Fry says, that's impossible. My time is worthless. <laughs> <laughs> the, the return of Bender's, Honest Bender's dumping service or toxic waste removal, where he gets the contract to empty all of the spittoons in Little Italy, <laughs> was, I mean, such a nice touch. But our... I don't spend a lot of time in Little Italy here. Are spittoons still a thing, or is that really just going back to like? I didn't get that joke at all. Yeah, neither did I. I mean, I laughed, but I think I it's didn't just. Get it. they're, they're in, they're I in, laughed because he, it was it something was gross, gross <laughs> and that they were th- he was dumping it on Leela. Yeah, <laughs> and oh. she's running through the sewers Ew. or whatever, and he's just there, <laughs> and and just oh, just. It's actually revolting. Like even thinking about it in cartoon like form, it's it's such a gross thing. But the um the I think the biggest thing that shocked me was the fact that they referred to Leela being only twenty something. Like twenty something years ago, she was left at this orphanage. Yeah. They're I mean, all in their twenties. I see Leela well, just I mean, Leela me being Fry are. Fry we knew was like twenty five, twenty six years old. But like I Leela think he's seems younger like than that. really? I think he's like twenty three. Huh. Yeah. I th- and Leela's probably twenty five, twenty six. She seems so much more mature. Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> does it matter? Yeah, I, when you write everyone else as a total moron, well, yeah, competency is going to come. Also, why as can't older. you be twenty five, twenty six, and be more mature than other twenty five or twenty six year olds? Well, you don't have to be. Immature. No, she's no. also a county certified space captain. Yeah, yeah it's more. She's like, had a hard life. She's had to take care of herself the, her entire life. But it's more along the lines of like, I guess, I guess what it is is, I don't know if any of you've encountered this in your lives. I'm, I think the oldest one sitting around this table by, by a decent amount, probably at least an Olympiad. And the thing is. When I meet people that are younger than me that are way more accomplished, which is, isn't hard because I fucked around for like a long time, um, it's totally unsettling. Like when you meet a doctor who's like, 
I think my last primary care physician was like 25 and she's like, so what, what drugs do you do? I'm like, first of all, you're the first doctor to ask me that. And two, <laughs> like, fuck, like this, I don't want to have this conversation with you. You should be older than me and grumpy. And instead it was like just this young, friendly person. Skateboarded <laughs> in. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And she like, she's like, yeah, we go with the Taco Tano's all the time. Like, this is not, uh, I, can I just have my high blood pressure And it's a woman. Please? What oh. planet am I on? Right? <laughs> so that's the sort of thing. Like, it just seemed like I figured Leela for, like, 33 to 36. Wow. You're, you know, nah. yeah, no way. You're, like, she's, yeah, she's in really? her. Really? I would say mid-20s. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm going to have to sit with that for a while. But she's also the least mutated mutant ever born, which that seems weird too, right? Her dad is pretty normal, except for his sideways the, mouth. Yeah. <laughs> he's I got a one mouth. eye. Yeah, his mouth opens like. And he has one up and down. eye. Well, right. One eye. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, the only other, like, oh, wait, at least he has. He human... also have like 30 toes on each foot. Oh, he might. Yeah. That's on like a, a later episode huh. you find out. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. That's creepy. He also looked uh, unsettlingly like Alcazar when they showed the pictures of him being younger. Did that occur to any of you? I didn't think about that, but you're right. Like, yeah. And going back to um, the, oh shit, whoever Alcazar really was, who's the Mm shapeshifter, but like, I wonder if he somehow had knowledge or was just extrapolating that from Leela as like creating the archetype for her or something. I mean, he's a swindler to begin with, so it could have been all part of an angle. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But then was her mom normal except for the purple hair and the tentacles? And one eye. And one eye. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> was she normal except for the purple hair, the tentacles, the one eye? Yes. I mean, yes is the answer <laughs> to that question. Well, I, I mean, so first of all, how... I, I mean, I, they weren't just a foot, what, or they didn't have an arm growing what, out of their head. What, what, but what's the point that you're trying to get at? I feel like there's a thing that you want us to no, get no, to for you. No, there's okay. there's not. I I'm just the the other mutants mm-hmm. in the sewer all seem to have mutated into completely separate uh, phenotypes. You know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. were. No one mutant was similar to any other mutant, and which was in fact maybe part of the problem now that everything's glowing and they can see how horrible they all look from each other. Mm-hmm. But with her parents, they actually seem to be very similar. Well, I think that they have appearance. to design them so they both look kind of like Leela, so they can't go too far off the grid and have one be a talking squid and the other be like a bowling ball with a mouth. Uh, they also have to make them sympathetic looking as characters. So you have to retain a lot more of the big eyed human aspects to them. Like and then if I, her dad was the leg. I think viewers would have been upset by that. They get excited about a lot of things, but I, I get what you're saying from a design standpoint. Right. I mean, I guess the other well, part that is, is the reason why. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess we can extrapolate from that is that like, Genetically, they were similar enough in the same species that they were able to like reproduce biologically. But I, I just, it seems like out of, they seem to be pretty exceptional in the first place because they are so similar morphologically 
uh, versus all other mutants that we've been introduced to. Where like from mutant to mutant, the the variation is so great, and then there's this couple mm-hmm. that are you know. Tentacles hey man, that's and how you're attracted aside. to somebody. You see something in them that you see in yourself. That one eye you and see the that purple image hair. in the mirror, and you're like, finally. Oh, and Tentakuru. The version of me I've always wanted to have sex with. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's me with a wig. Oh. Actually, actually, I've seen you wear a number of wigs, Zachariah. Yeah. And, and you're pretty yep. fetching you know, in all I of them. You take off right afterwards because I'm all hot and bothered after I <laughs> glance myself in the mirror. <laughs> like, this, this guy is something else. Excuse me. Um, so I, then I guess, and I, I know we're, we're actually running a little long and we've had a lot of side discussions, but the... Um, the thing that I didn't understand, and I don't know if this gets explained at all or if it's just sort of part of the canon that they, they take as a given, why are aliens better than mutants? Like, what would have made it preferable for her to be an alien as opposed to a mutant in the grand scheme of things? Like, It's just like caste system, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and the mutants aren't allowed to leave the sewers. They're, I mean, I think that was established already in a, an earlier episode. They can't leave the sewers they have to stay down in the nasty. does that self-impose or is it just like no, so it's the law it's the law yeah they're not allowed to be yeah. get back in the sewer weirdy <laughs> 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 i mean i like i i get that part of it it just seems like why couldn't more mutants pass themselves off as aliens like who's who's gonna check the references? that is a good point mm. Because her her credentials were basically oh I just had this alienese yeah because you probably her. have to have credentials that to prove that you're an alien if you're an adult alien coming to Earth as a baby if they came down and dropped off a baby there's no like that's why they wrote the note in alienese that's so as far as a child they could probably send it to Earth but you couldn't do go as a human or mm-hmm. I mean as an adult mutant because there would be no like credentials that you are an alien It'd be like fry when he woke up and didn't have the career chip or something like yeah should have been yeah that's or... what i think like they would know that it was an a mutant trying to pass off as an alien so we've talked about leaving babies at fire stations and churches before do you think if you were if you had a baby and you didn't want it could you leave a note in a foreign language to throw people off the scent that it wasn't yours when you dropped it off would that still work you wouldn't really have to though i mean why would you want to throw someone off the scent i mean you could be a really awful person and want to give your child like yes i suppose you could do a false sense of i don't know why people would do it (laughs) you could but why yeah they're they're not going to track you either way right but if you left like a white baby with Mm -hmm. a letter Mm -hmm. written in chinese you know like how would that help your case? Well, would you, it wouldn't be your problem anymore. But it would right, be but like, I could do that without the note, and it wouldn't be my problem anymore. Right, but then, but then would would like it's a you, no questions asked thing. You drop a baby <laughs> you're, off. You're, they aren't asking, they aren't you're creating questions. questions. They're, not, they're not going to raise the baby and say, "I guess you're Chinese." <laughs> but, every note, other. but what if the note says that they are? But they couldn't read the note. Well, I, I, they could run it through Google Translate. This isn't the future. <laughs> that is true. This baby is Chinese despite how they look yes. and their DNA. Exactly. You've got to trust me. The despite note. not being good at math. Yeah. And, not- <laughs> and abandoning a child. <laughs> 
I oh, I just, just watch your coke around him. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh wow, oh, that boy. really that really tickled you. <laughs> Pete just keeled over. R.I.P. It's like a faulty towers porn <laughs> joke. Wow. <laughs> I don't think I don't think writing a note would matter. You okay. could write it in alienese for all they care. Damn, son, you're on beer four. He's he's a professional. You're all worked up. Um, oh, I'm just about to get worked up. <laughs> <laughs> so her her dad's name is Morris. Did they say what her mom's name is? Yeah, Munda. Munda. Right? Is it Munda? Munda. Munda. I think it's Munda. It? I must have just missed it. It is Taranga Munda and Taranga Morris. Huh. So it is, I said, I didn't realize that was last name, first name. Okay. Uh, so I guess, is that a mutant thing or is that just specific to them? I guess you could name yourself whatever the fuck you or want. Or is it just the way that I never, is written? I never understood why it was, it was done like that. I don't but know it was Taranga Leela. Yeah. Which is a reference to an opera, right? Taranga? Taranga Leela is like I believe so. Somebody brought, I think Dan Miller or John Kay brought that yeah. up at some point. But like is did they name her that and then retcon it to add Taranga and now they've glommed this onto it? I I don't know. And it, it doesn't matter honestly just um you know, this was like watching an even more boring Truman show. No, cuz really. I mean the uh what was the name of the the one in the wedding dress? That's named Violet. She's Violet. Okay. But you don't know what her guess her last name is. I uh And Morris and Munda, you only know that they're it's Taranga Morris and Taranga because you know it's Taranga Leela. Right? They don't actually say that in Yeah, the, but couldn't her name be Taranga and her last name Leela and they like they call Philip J. Fry Fry. You're right. I don't know. I, just, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious. Do you all. know? Text us the answer. Yeah, or just, just explain it to us. Or tell us about your favorite fast food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or is there a big boy near you? Yeah. <laughs> or, or a Howard Johnson's or a White Castle. Uh, or does toxic waste actually taste like fig pudding? <laughs> With a does. distinct aftertaste of toxic waste. I once... Um, when just I like was, White Castle. <laughs> yeah. when, when i was a very young child i uh i had a flashlight and the batteries started leaking and i tasted the battery acid oh. because i didn't yeah you know uh, it explains a lot at this point it did it was not pleasant did it burn your hands or did you just stick your mouth on that I just, flashlight drinking like a shot okay well i mean it was just it was like seeping it wasn't Whatever. Several right. steps further than licking a nine volt to see if it's got any juice. Yeah, well, I, I mean, yeah. like, I was young enough that I thought it was like, oh, somehow I got ice cream inside oh, my flashlight. Oh, no. And it, it looked like melted ice cream. I'm not, I'm not making this up. I mean, this is just like wow. shameful childhood secret number 363. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it did not taste like fig pudding. It tasted like burning to reference another Ralph Wiggum like line. <laughs> yeah. But uh, never did that again. I've been, yeah. been cagey about putting batteries near my tongue Oy. regardless. I just got a voltmeter to do that instead. It's a lot easier and less burny. 
Um, and really, it makes no difference. There could be just the tiniest amount of l- l- juice left in that nine volt, and it'll still. Yeah, but it feels funny. <laughs> I don't like it at all. It scares me. I, I can think of a number of other ways to make things feel funny that don't involve batteries, and four <laughs> that do. I, just, um, I hook up two uh, uh, alligator clips to my nipples and then to the <laughs> nine volt. That's how I tell if it works. <laughs> And you can tell based on which, which side gets harder, whether it's it's a good charge or a bad charge. Um, well, you know the big the, the big twist was that it wasn't that they understood it was alienese, but it was written on sewer toilet paper. Yeah, because <laughs> they, yeah. they were like reading this paper. thing, and they're like. Why, I like how it and they printed have like out a, on dot matrix. Like, <laughs> yeah. why are they using a dot matrix printer you know in the year three thousand and whatever? No matter what. Dot uh, dot matrix printer will never not be funny. Yep, I, it's I so still, slow. I can't name them, but I wouldn't be surprised if a number of my clients still have them in use in their. It's it's crazy. We like, had them uh, at Conrad's when I worked at Conrad's. Mm-hmm. Uh, our invoices were it was all dot matrix printers, and it would take forever, and be super loud and annoying, mm-hmm. like this show. We are the dot matrix sure of <laughs> dot dot matrix printers of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> it takes forever, and it's annoying, and uh, <laughs> funny. There's, <laughs> there's a song. Thank you. <laughs> yes, and funny. There we go. There's a song by the band uh, Manor Astro Man that is I don't remember what it's called, but it's just a dot matrix printer uh, printing a file. Right. It's just that's all it is. Do they manipulate it at all? No, like, <laughs> they programmed something and had it printed out, and that was the song. <laughs> I'll never be that creative. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even musical. It's just a dot matrix printer. Yeah. Well, I, so you know how there's like highways where they do the grooved pavement. And oh, not yeah. on, not on the side for when you go off the side. No, but no, like, no. Yeah, yeah. It's the rumble It'll strips. Play, so yeah, play something. Yeah, yeah. like, it, has anyone done that? Like, has that been a thing? Because it would. I mean, it would be like a Christo sized art project to make that happen. But like, I've seen footage that somebody put Ode to Joy mm-hmm. on the road. Is that Ford? Like, I think that was a an actual Ford commercial. I don't know. I know that they're trying to get something installed by the Rock Hall. Really? To play as you drive by it. Huh. I hope it's in a got Vita. That's the thing is there was <laughs> there's like um It's gonna be A C D C because we're in Cleveland. <laughs> it's Why? not gonna be Rush, I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Is A C D C Cleveland connection? Or you mean no, just, the just classic? everybody in Cleveland loves ACDC for some reason? Oh, I don't know. My vote was Ohio for in general. Iron Man, just because yeah, you, everyone be knows what it is, and like six notes. I'll, I'll get with my people at the Rock Hall and, and let you know you what do. your thoughts <laughs> are. I wonder if uh, they should make Dead Man's Curve those rumble strips play the funeral song. They should make it. <laughs> oh, they should great. make it play Dead Man's Curve. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like, Dead man. I mean, I, I feel like there's a huge missed opportunity. Like, if you were driving into Columbus down to the Ohio State campus, like, they could seed in, like, the, that awful theme song. Uh, what is it? An alma mater song that they sing where everybody gets all riled up. I, yeah. I, I mean, I know it's there. I've blocked it out effectively. But, like, 
you know, you could psych out the opposing teams that they're riding in on their bus by playing With their the fight, fight song. song. Oh, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the kind of shit that they do in the Scandinavian countries because they have money and they're creative and they believe art should be integrated into your life, like those glow-in-the-dark highways that they've made. Have you seen those, the bioluminescent ones? Mm-mm. Oh, they just so throw cool. a bunch of jellyfish on the side of the yeah. road. It's, the it's slippery, <laughs> super slippery, but it looks cool as fuck. Huh. Um. And then, yeah, so I guess my last note was just that the romantic rain at the end was just Bender's spittoons. Spittoons, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so... Uh, we got through it, We guys. get to see the... Well, there's still a little bit left because you get to see throughout the years Leela's parents, you know, sticking their hands through sewer grates and leaving her a birthday present. Yeah, you got the Pizzicato 5 and the, ending. Uh, really? Yeah, there's the... The musical child, montage. Child yeah. Lila was doing her homework, and they put the cookies on the table for her. And and she just eats them. She's not like, oh, hey, where'd these cookies come from? Oh, magic well, cookies, whatever. Um, I guess she was an orphan, but she she seemed to have a pretty big and well furnished room for being an orphan. Like we don't know how many other orphans were in that room, though. It looked like there was just one bed in that shot. Was there's the nice vanity and the big mirror and everything? Mm. I don't know. I don't like know. her parents, those uh, for being regular sized people, like they seemed very limber and spry to be able to like climb through the grates like that and things. It's just like some well, of the mutants. Stuff. You gotta mutants. You gotta learn how to get through the sewers and know how to maybe the ribcage collapses. Well, I, I would I would posit that sewers. And a heating, ventilation, air conditioning system are, are not two connected. completely different things. Exactly. But they're popping out of like air vents. Oh, you're tearing this episode apart now. And you're I'm ruining the whole I know. I, like, look, I actually liked the episode. I didn't think it was a great one, but like. It's not super funny, but it's got lots of. Zoidberg doesn't yeah. even have a line in it. Is Zoidberg oh in God, it at right. all? No, he's in a deleted scene. What happens? Tell us about the Zoidberg. He says one line. I don't even remember what it was. It's probably funny, though, right? It probably was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John Zoidberg, we love you. Um, I think it was like, I think the deleted scene is uh, Leela talking about going, getting the award. And then she's like, oh, it's like no big deal, blah, blah, blah. But in your lockers, you'll find an invitation, directions, blah, blah, blah. And then I think Zoidberg's like, oh, I have nothing to wear or something like that. <laughs> so it is interesting, like, because I'm watching a lot of series on Netflix at this point and watching something that was on just regular TV. One, it's amazing how much shorter everything feels when oh, it has yeah. to have even those five to six minutes edited down for commercials. But this episode, I guess, I like it fine, mm-hmm. but I think it feels really rushed. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it had been something where it was made now, you could have had a lot more inserts of these mysterious tentacles coming in and leaving something for it. It feels like I, I wish this had been two parts because the thing at the end where we think they're reading the history and then it's just the toilet paper yeah, is so fast. And I think Futurama is such a smart show normally that that felt like a weird cheat in terms yeah. of like the writer's like, well, it was actually toilet paper because it doesn't make any sense that he would be reading her story. Um, I, I don't know. I think I, I understand why fans like this episode so much because it's very sentimental and it has that nice thing at the end. Um, but I think 
it's kind of weak in terms of the plot. It is. Structure. There's a lot of build up for something that should be really big, and then it's just like the the m- then the episode's over. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the mutants wanted to kill them, and then they banished her, but she didn't leave, and then there's no real resolution to that. No. Like, oh, she kicked right. the one guy, and then that was it. Yeah. Right. Oh, well. But why didn't he go, oh, you didn't mutate when you were in there? Hmm. Right. Oh, don't get me started on potholes. That's my whole existence. We're already an hour and a half in. (laughs) I know. I I got some octopus to talk about now. Can't start on plot holes right now. But it does have the great line, it's nothing if you think it's something you're a suspicious moron, which is a great, great line. (laughs) Worth it for that. Oh, that's, we could use a little more of that just in general, I think. Less thinking. Less thinking, less suspicion. Just take things on their face. What could possibly go wrong? Thank you for coming on again, Zachariah. You got it. I'm glad I didn't have to run out this time. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we got to talk about all different kinds of fast food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all, it's always something I'm happy to discuss. The thing that will eventually put the nails in my coffin. Sure. <laughs> and hopefully the money in our pockets. <laughs> yeah. Well, rallies. You can, start, you can start the GoFundMe and blame it all on them. Dear Rallies, please <laughs> rallies. sponsor our podcast. If you have to eat, <laughs> Rallies. I've reached out on you Twitter. You got it. <laughs> I mean, uh, we should start doing that with a concerted effort. Yes. Um, well, I, I just saw you perform um, a couple weeks ago at Accidental Comedy Festival. You're often involved in a number of funny and fun things around town. What do you have coming up? When does this uh, air? When does uh, it drop? A week from tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, um, I mean, the thing that's always constant is first Wednesday of every month, uh, Keep Talking, Storytelling yeah. Show at the Happy Tog. And I think we're continuing every other Tuesday at Hilarities, the Mike Polk Jr. Show. Awesome. 8 p.m. to every other Tuesday. Actually, that that show in particular at Accidental was one of my favorite there's a lot of strong year. guests on that show. Yeah. But even when there aren't like a, a super deep bench of out-of-town talent, like just the, the folks that come on uh, regularly are so funny. Um, and Keep Talking is great, too. I was really uh, excited to do that show a couple months ago and glad that I didn't completely fuck it up. No, it went really well. But it was, um, you know, it's just... it's. You a, were on another podcast? No, I was on a live show. Oh, a live show? Yeah. I. I Where was I? I don't know. It was at the Happy Dog on oh. the first Wednesday of June, maybe or July. Yeah, it was the summertime. Yeah, but oh, uh, I was washing my hair. It's a <laughs> <laughs> just the one. <laughs> it's a theme storytelling show. Um, you, you, there's always a rotating cast of guests. Um, you and Adam Richard host it. It's it's a really fun time. It's always like a really interesting you know like the way that people interact with the themes and come up with sort of angles on it is just like fun to watch so yeah we try to not get the same kind of story for every person who goes up and it's not strictly a comedy show but there are stuff that's there are stuff that's funny yeah there are stuff that'll put a tear in your eye it am smart yeah i I think that the the one i did there was the story about the guy who uh well he's he's got a citizenship now but grew up as an undocumented youth in this country Mm -hmm. and was like how he traveled around the country like in constant fear he's like oh shit how am i gonna get on this plane and he just played stupid and it worked yes (laughs) (laughs) except for that one time yeah um so yeah if you're in the cleveland area or if you're not in the cleveland area it's gonna be on the first wednesday every month make it sure you're here for that 
and come see it. Anywhere else people can find you on the internet? Oh, that's enough. You sure? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess I guess that'll do it for this week. Thanks for listening. You can find us at slurmcastpod.com. You can email us at slurmcastpod at gmail.com. They can. They can send us texts and uh, multimedia messages and... How much you like rallies. How much you like rallies or uh, uh, fast food chains we should look into. Or call at 216-438-1077. Extension 413-924-8764-W. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. Uh, we're on, on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at SlurmCastPod. Um, we have a t-shirt shop on TeePublic where you can buy Futurama-themed T-shirts, uh, and we will eventually get some money from that if you do buy T-shirts, which would be awesome. Or just, I don't know, PayPal us money or something if you want. And turn this podcast off and go watch Free Willy 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rate and review on iTunes, and, and thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.